Verse number 8. And here men that die receive tithes. But here he received them of whom it is witness that he lived. So this Melchizedek, we don't know when he was born. We don't know when he died. So we presume that the man had endless days. Because you cannot tell when he died and you don't know when he was born. Verse number 9. And as I may so say, Levi also whom received a tithe, paid tithes in Abraham. What the Bible is saying is that at the time Abraham paid the tithes to Melchizedek, Levi, who is a descendant of, or who are descendants of Abraham, were in Abraham's loins at the time he paid the tithe. So, the Levites are the seed of Abraham and they paid tithe. And you and I are the ones who are only shouting. How many of you believe you are the seed of Abraham? Really? So the seed of Abraham paid tithe to Melchizedek while they were in Abraham's lords. If you are the seed of Abraham and you are always claiming Abrahamic blessings, you must also claim Abrahamic responsibilities. Why do you want Abrahamic blessings when you are not ready for Abrahamic responsibility? We are a chosen generation, called forth to show his excellence. All I require, all that is required for life, God has given me. I know who I am. I know who God says I am. I know who I am. Walking in power, then you're going to be God said, my friend, stop dancing and tight. Tell somebody sitting by you, stop dancing and tight. You believe in Abrahamic blessing, but you don't believe in Abrahamic blessing um, responsibilities. So the Levites who had Abrahamic blessing in the sense that they stood there as priests that God has called because they were from the loins of Abraham, they also paid tithe in Abraham's loins from Abraham's loins. So you and I, who are the seed of Abraham, are supposed to be tithers. Let's go back to Genesis fourteen. Genesis 14, verse 16. And he brought, look, okay, give me from verse 18. It will make it shorter for you. And Melchizedek, the king of Salem, the Bible calls him the king of Salem. He calls him king of righteousness. King of Salem. And I told you that Melchizedek, the literal translation of that word Melchizedek means the king of righteousness or the king of right or the king of equity. But he was also the king of Shalem. That is the king of peace. Now everybody look at me. Look at me. The reason Abraham gave tithe to Melchizedek was because Melchizedek was the king of righteousness and the king of peace. Why would I give you my tithe if you are not a king of righteousness and a king of peace? Why would I give a church my tithe if the church does not stand for righteousness or peace? So, if I take my tithe to a church, I'm expecting that the pastor will administer the tithe in righteousness. I'm not giving my tithe to a church for the pastor to carry a girlfriend and go on a holiday. I'm not giving my tithe to a pastor to buy a car he doesn't need. 
I'm not giving my tithe to a church where the pastor is not a king of righteousness who will call the finance committee chairman and say, hey, this morning, eh, let's share it. You take this. This person take this. Thing. No. Tithes are paid to kings of righteousness and kings of peace. So, people will pay their tithe when they see righteousness and peace in the church. Nobody will pay tight in a church where there is war. Nobody will pay tight in a church where the pastors are not concerned about their welfare. And they can lie in the hospital for one month and nobody call them to say, Hello, how are you? That is not the king of Shalem. That is not the king of peace. Until you, ba- until you balance the issue of tithe and the issue of offering, it will always be exploitation. How can I be given to a system every day and not expecting anything back? So may God make the administrators and the leadership of the church kings of righteousness, kings of peace. Am I talking to somebody here at all? That I'm in this church, I have I'm in this church, I have righteousness. The word that is being preached is making me holy and holy and holy and holy. I don't want to keep my tithe in a church where the, 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 the preaching is making me hollow and hollow and hollow instead of holy and holy and holy. The word of God from the pulpit must make holy, make me holy. The example in the church must make me holy. I want a church of righteousness. I want a church of peace. Then when I give my tithe, I know I'm giving to Jesus Christ, the king of peace, the king of kings, the king of righteousness. And I'm giving to Melchizedek. I will not give my tithe to a comedian. So you know what? If we want people to tithe, and we want people to give, the level of the priesthood must be escalated to the Melchizedek level. I'm not going to take my tithe to a church and the pastor don't know what he's preaching. Don't know what he's ministering. I'm not going to take my tithe to a place. I go to church, I'm looking for pastors, they are not there. And the senior pastor is standing shouting, where is that pastor? Where is that pastor? Where is that pastor? No! The Bible said, Melchizedek met him with bread and wine and he gave him the tithe. If I appeared with the tithe and there's no Melchizedek, who should I give it to? Nobody pays tithe in a church where there are absentee pastors. So if brother, brother Eastwood, if brother Eastwood wants tithes in the church and brother Eastwood wants offerings in the church, brother Eastwood should make himself available. And that is why many times when brother Eastwood is in the house, the tithe and the offering is better because the Melchizedek of the house is there. And the priest of the house is there. So it's a traveling ministry where you are always traveling and others are always calling you. I'm telling you, anytime you're the senior pastor, you are not in the church. There's a difference. Look, the presence of the priest. I'm not saying next time I'm traveling, come and stand by the car. Melchizedek, mm, 
No, but you know what? Yesterday I prayed. When who preach here, who did tongue for for? Now who did tongue for? I'm praying and I'm telling myself, if Melchizedek was not there, who will Abraham have given the tithe to? And I said there are many absentee Melchizedeks who are calling for tithe and offering. Yeah, Obana Miniwa for tithe in my pastor friends. But Abraham gave the tithe. The man of God brought the seed yesterday. He brought it to me, my house, put it in my hand. I prayed over it and I said, Go and give it to finance. Finance in the office. One of the reasons for the dissipation of finances is because the, the, the king of righteousness and the king of peace is not available. May you be a Melchizedek who is available. Listen, managing director of your company, you must be there. Those of you who had your own businesses, oh brother Gabriel, you must be there. Mr. Dico, you must be there. Those of you who are running shops and businesses, even in containers, those of you who are working on the table, now I don't know, madam, they be madam, okay, be no sales. Learn to pin yourself in a chair and sit there and be responsible. If mama comfort is in the school, supervisor, the results are different. If mama is there, supervisor, the results are different. If the administrator is in the office, supervisor, the results are different. If Pastor John is standing in the church and even Pastor Aaron is preaching, the results are different. When we are not there, the results change. You see. You see what I did this month? I watched the church and I said, No. If Pastor Mike is not here for four weeks, five weeks, I cannot be absent. I have released him to go because he has to go. Years ago, I used to go for eight weeks. But I must help my son in the sense that when he's out there, I will cover his back until he returns. Then I give him a report and say, okay, Pastor Mike, I have taken care of your back for you. Now let me also go small. That is the way they play football in Manchester United. We defend together, we attack together. We are not like some other people. Am I preaching? Am I talking to somebody? Turn, some, turn to somebody and tell the person, don't be too big. You must be there. Yeah, you must be there. Can you imagine we are doing home sales and our big pastors are all in the home sales? This one is going to the home sale, that one is going to the home sale, that one is going to the home sale, that one is going to the home sale. They are sitting in some home sale now. Pastor Prince has appeared, Pastor Sami has appeared, Pastor Richard has appeared. Uh -uh. Where there's Melchizedek, they'll be tight. When there's no Melchizedek, no tight. Come on, give a big clap offering to Jesus. And the Melchizedek must not only be there, the Melchizedek must be an embodiment of righteousness. Nobody will give tithe to a Melchizedek who is a Patanurup. Patanurup is a pastor who drinks apetashi. And apart from his wife, he has a girlfriend. Huh? Who will give a tithe to a pastor who has a concubine? So they're going to take care of concubine. They call king, and he's also the king of peace. His preaching brings peace. His ministration brings peace. Her ministration brings peace. May God make the desert pastures a house of righteousness and a house of peace. And next month, our team is righteousness. That is our team for next month, righteousness. From the month of faithfulness in finances, we are moving to righteousness.
righteousness. I'm telling you, when in the church, everybody's holy and pure, giving will improve. But when you have a church and some are gossips, some are drunkards, some are fornicators, some are adulteresses, <clears throat> it kills the spirit of giving because everybody thinks we are not serious. But when the church is full of righteousness, ah, Father, let the spirit of Melchizedek, that king of righteousness, that king of peace, let that be upon us in the name of Jesus. And when Melchizedek came, he brought bread. Bread represents, number one, the word of God. And number two, bread represents Jesus himself, who said, I am the bread of God from heaven. I am the bread of life from heaven. And Melchizedek, so we as teachers on preachers, we give people Jesus and we give people the word of God. If we as the Melchizedek, if Jesus as the Melchizedek, through us, because Christ in has the hope of glory, you cannot see Jesus physically with your eyes, but the priests and the pastors and the ministers and the fivefold ministry, they represent Jesus on earth, and they must allow Jesus to minister to the people through them, and just as Melchizedek brought them bread, Jesus also brings bread through the ministers. So we bring you the bread of God, and the bread of life, or the bread of God, is Jesus Christ we give to you, and number two, the word of God which we teach you. So Melchizedek brought bread and number two, Melchizedek brought wine. What is wine? Wine is the wine of the spirit. Don't be filled with wine where in its excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. So we bring you the bread of life and we bring you the wine of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said, and he was the priest of the Most High. And Jesus Christ is the eternal high priest who lives forever to make intercession for us. And he has chosen here on earth some priests in the form of the pastors that we have and they make intercession for the for the flock we are the priests of almighty god god has put us in a place to minister to the people go to verse number 19 and the bible said that and he blessed him so abraham gave melchizedek the, the tithe because melchizedek brought bread the word of god melchizedek brought wine the holy spirit melchizedek was a priest and jesus christ is the priest of the most high god who has appointed your pastors as junior priest to look after you and then he blessed him so Melchizedek blessed Abraham and Abraham gave him tithe and we also Jesus Christ has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places we are not only blessed by Melchizedek in the physical realm but in heavenly places and he said blessed be Abraham of the most high God the possessor of heaven and earth and the verse number 20 and blessed be the most high which has delivered your enemies into your hand. We thank God for the victory that we have in Christ Jesus. Thanks be to God who makes us always to triumph in Christ Jesus and makes manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. So then God gave Melchizedek God gave Abraham's enemies into his hands. He delivered all his enemies into his hand and Abraham gave him a tithe of all. I see you in victory. You are more than a conqueror. May God make you win every battle. May you receive the word of God in the church. May you receive the wine of the spirit in the church. May God give you victory in every battle. And when God bless 
manifest your life in every way, it will be very easy for you to tithe. Ladies and gentlemen, when the people are testimonies of triumph, when they are testimonies of victory, when somebody says, I am healed, and somebody says, I'm delivered, and somebody says, I'm saved, and somebody says, the enemy came against me one way and fled before me seven ways. You don't need a long sermon on tithe and offering. There are Testimonies will generate the offering. I pray in the name of Jesus. May desert pastures become a house of testimony. May desert pastures become the house of testimony. Receive testimony. Receive testimony. May God deliver your enemies into your hands. May God make you win every battle in the name of the Lord Jesus. I see you win the battle to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Come on, shout like victory is yours. Praise. I want us to pray. I've finished preaching. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Ragadaboshi. Tadoshi. Two prayers. Two or three prayers. Number one prayer. Until you win the war, you have no tithe to give. And oh boy. Some of the battles started even before you were born. Some of the battles started even before you were born. You, you were born and you started fighting for your soul. As a young boy, I grew up in life. I didn't know where my head was. All I knew was idol worship. I saw my father standing in front of idols, pouring libation. That's all I knew. He said, let's go to church. I said, no, I don't know anything about church. My father put a bang, bang. How many of you know bang? He put a bang on me. I carried that bang for about 18 years. He said, if this thing is lost, you will die. So a piece of metal was my protection. Never went to church. Until I got to know Jesus. I mean, man was fighting for his soul. You were lost. Until God saved you. Maybe somebody standing here, your parents gave birth to you in a war. You don't even know where you are, you are lost. Bad down your head, close your eyes. And you are saying, Pastor, I want to win this war for my soul. I want to be saved. I want to give my life to Jesus. If you are here, you want to be saved. You want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to be born again. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift your hand up and lift it above your head. I want to be saved. I want to lead you to Jesus. Lift up your hand. I want to be born again. Those of you with your hands lifted, come on down to Brother Eastwood here. Just walk and come here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, the center of it all. Is you that I see? Is you that I see? Center of it all. Is you that I see? Is you that I
Lift up your hands. Pray this prayer after me. Say that after me, Lord Jesus. I confess today that I'm a sinner. You died for me. You were buried. You rose from the dead. You are alive forevermore. Come into my heart. Be my personal Lord and Savior. I give you my spirit, my soul, and my body. I thank you, Jesus. Amen. Father, thank you for receiving them as your children through your Holy Son, Jesus. And we pray that they will stand and not fall. In Jesus' name, Amen. Look at me. Look at me. What you did is a very powerful thing. You may not feel anything. Because giving your life to Christ is not a feeling. But I can tell you, your life has changed. I did what you did when I was about 20 years old. And I've not regretted. From that day, everything changed up to today. I did what you did 38 years ago. So I pray that 38 years from now, you'll be standing on a pulpit and you are preaching. And you are representing God. And you are ministering. And people's lives are blessed. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you. We are going to pray. How many of you believe in prayer? Life is full of battles. Last week I was looking at a, a young person and I was telling the person, I said, you know what? Life can have so many wars and battles that you wish you were never born. Because of the pains. How many of you have had pain before? Pain in life. Several years ago when I used to hear that somebody said he wanted to kill himself, I never understood. Until a man of God called me and said, Daddy, me kokumi ho. Hey! Man of God, who called him? I said, me kokumi I'm going to kill myself. In fact, it was the wife who called me first. And said, Daddy, call, call your son, call your son. I said, where is he? He said, he's going to kill himself. I called him, I said, where are you, daddy? my brother. If it was many, many years ago, I would have said, what kind of man is this who wants to kill himself? What kind of pastor is this? But today I understand. Some of the pain, eh, sometimes you wish you were dead. Especially when you are going through the pain and people are talking nonsense. Hey, they are pouring petrol and fire on the crime with assumptions and ideas and the strange thing is that most of the time if you are a pastor the people doing that will be pastors and if you are a Christian the people doing it will be your own church members but I realize that killing yourself is not an option you must fight and get up and let the same people who wish you dead, they will come to you and bow down and worship God. I want us to pray the first prayer today. You see, Abraham could have gone and they're taking all the goods, they're taking his nephew away, they're taking Lot away, they're taking Lot's wife away, they're taking everything away. And Abraham can just lie on the ground and start crying. 
But Abraham said, I'm going to fight. Anybody in this place, anything you have lost, I want you to pray and fight for it. Oh, daddy, somebody took my virginity. Fight for it. Determine that from today, you are going to be holy. Somebody took my money. Fight for it. Somebody took your land. Fight for it. Somebody took your house. Fight for it. Lift up your hand and fight for something. I can't hear you. And if you are standing somewhere and you are saying, Daddy, I need a fighting anointing. I need a fighting anointing. Come to the front here. The pastors will lay hands on you. Take some anointing oil and put it on the people of God and say, My horn shall thou lift exalt like the horn of the unicorn and shall be anointed with fresh oil. Give up, we'll fight. Where are the pastors? Come and lay hands on them. Fight. 